Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Let's get out to the Sprint special guest line. Want to remind you, customers can get the fantastic iPhone X for 50% off with FlexLease. Visit the local Sprint store near you. Joining us now, of course, he does weekly, part of your NBA Daily Assist. Writes for The Athletic. He's our good friend, Sam Amick. Hi, Sam. Hello, guys. How the heck are you? Hey, we're doing terrific. It's a beautiful day here in Salt Lake City, and we actually have some game action from last night to talk about. What did you think of the Raptors' performance against the shorthanded Warriors? Yeah, I mean, they got the job done. You know what I mean? It's, you're talking about it's beyond undermanned. It's a all-star, you know, multiple all-stars not on the floor, and they hit threes. You know, that was a big thing. And not only that, there wasn't much rim defense. Marcus Cousins, you know, did not, uh, wasn't able to kind of replicate the magic that he had in game two and you know and then here we are I mean but let's not kid ourselves I mean the idea of the Raptors losing that game with Clay and Kevin being out you know and Kevon Looney as well is, uh, is something that nobody, you know, nobody really thought would happen so they, they took care of business so Sam what effect does this have on the Warriors moving forward even though they get Clay back do you think it dented their psyche at all or do you think it's right back to business um I'd say mostly right back to business, except they're, you know, they're still dealing with the uh, Kevin Durant elephant in the room. And that idea that, you know, now it's like, all right, is it going to be game five? Is, you know, and, and if, what if they're down 3 1 and it's game five and he wanted to come back at that point? So I think that probably still has them a little bit off kilter. And, and even some reports of maybe Kevon Looney shocking the world and getting back in this series. But. It's you know I think specifically it's a matter of play and how that hamstring is feeling and if you can be the same guy that he is typically because if he is that changes everything and and maybe they even just bring out to go back to Toronto. Sam, part owner of the Warriors, Mark Stevens, uh, ended up shoving, I think is the best word for it, Kyle Lowry after he had uh, fallen into the stands. And we found out today that the NBA has handed down a punishment, a half-million-dollar fine, and he's banned for the next year from any uh, Warriors game or uh, Warriors-related activity. What do you think about this situation and how the NBA has handled it and and ultimately the punishment? I mean, they're obviously jumping on it. Kyle Lowry talked about it today, obviously, and I think Kyle and I talked to him after his press conference. Uh, he's probably unsatisfied by the punishment because he does not believe that Mark should be able to be a minority owner anymore. So that would obviously involve, you know, divesting uh, and selling his shares. And right now, anyway, it does not appear that's going to be forced upon him. But it's obviously that's pretty hefty. Fine. It's a guy, I mean, everything's relative, right? The guy's worth $2.4 billion reportedly, and he's a major uh, mover and shaker in the tech world, and he made a terrible choice, you know? And not only that, I'm sure you guys have been tracking the media stuff. It's not just the shove. I mean, he literally sat there and and uh, and told Kyle multiple times to go F himself, and it's like, you know, a fan alone is bad enough to do that. To have somebody who is a stakeholder in the team uh, should, I mean, it, it goes without saying that he should know better. And, uh, you know, it's incredible to me that fans still do stuff like this because if you go to an NBA game, you know, there's warning signs everywhere, there's protocol, and they tell you, like, you're there to watch a game and have a good time. You're not there to, and you guys dealt with it earlier this year with the Russell Westbrook situation. And, um, you know, it's, I, I think that this argument that says, 
no punishment is is too stiff. Let's be honest, he's going to be fine. Otherwise, like you just this is a vanity thing that he he does on the side, but you know, just a, a bad look for sure. So, what happens next in this series, Sam? What do you what What are some key points you're looking for? Um, well, I mean, the, the Raptors' defense and you know schematically what they've tried to do these last couple games is interesting. Obviously, when Clay was still playing, you know, they had the boxing one that everybody talked so much about, and, and even though they were kind of mocked for it. It's like Steph Curry was held scoreless in the fourth quarter. Um, you know, for the most part, it worked. You know what I mean? And then they went to much more conventional defense in game three. And, uh, and, and so now, you know, what are they going to do in game four? Obviously, Clay and whether or not he's out there, that's a big factor. Um, you know, I look at the Raptors and just they have an inconsistent bunch in terms of Kyle Lowry will give you – you know, 23 one night and two the next night. And some of their shooters, you know, will will come and go. But they've got firepower. And the, the one thing I think we continue to overlook in this discussion about who the Warriors are missing is just that, you know, the defensive side of the ball, you could argue that that's the even more important part of having Clay and Kevin both. They're both very good defenders, especially when Kevin's engaged. You know, he's an elite defender with his length. And, and Clay's, you know, an all-defense guy for the first time this year. Um, the inability to slow down the Raptors is, is massive because, you know, the, they still have firepower on the offensive end. The Warriors do, you know, Steph going off for 45 and whatnot. But uh, they miss those guys on both ends. Sam Amick from The Athletic with us, your NBA Daily Assist. Sam, what did you make of the trade reported today? The Nets able to get off Alan Crabb's $18.5 million contract, opening up two max slots. Is it uh, this Kyrie Irving and someone else, or Kyrie Irving and D'Angelo Russell? What did you make of what's going on? Yeah, super interesting. I mean, it's that time of year where now, you know, it's a case of like, do they know? Do they, you know, do they already have intel that he's definitely coming? That Kyrie wants to come because it's one of those moves that you know you're giving up two first round picks. That, that's you don't take that lightly, and you don't do that lightly. So uh, the ripple effect here, if that's the case, could be pretty mag. You know, just pretty pretty massive, I guess. Because if Kyrie wants to do Brooklyn, let's say that is the case. You know, then does Kevin Durant not have anybody going with him to New York? And in that case, does he stay put with the Warriors? Does he maybe try the Clippers? You know, there's been some reporting this week and other outlets that uh, Kawhi Leonard, you know, possibly be signing a one- or two-year deal to stay in Toronto. So, you know, there's part of me that feels like after all this discussion, in the absence of some of these stars having the perfect situation with the co-star of their choosing in that new city, you know, maybe we end up getting surprised and seeing guys like Kawhi and Kevin, you know, come back to the uh, the squads that they were part of before, you know, but that's what's going to make July so interesting. Do you think, Sam, there might be some scraps available to outfits like the Jazz? Uh, we shall see. I mean, there's a lot of, a lot of teams with max slots, and uh, and a whole lot of money. I think it might be tough for Utah to get a big man guy, but there's certainly some role guys are going to be out there who could fit well. Sam Amick with us, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Sam, I, I heard you participated in a little pickup game with uh, the media. How'd that go? <laughs> yeah, we got any more questions, guys? That's not something I want to talk about. <laughs> Come on, Sam. You're yeah, still I'm... young enough and athletic enough to take oh, it to man. Him, man. 
I mean, I'm hurting today. I'm on that second day soreness. You can probably hear it in my voice. It didn't, doesn't help that uh, we're running around. I haven't even eaten any food today. So not treating my body very well. Had a good time. It was fun. Uh, did not anticipate it being live streamed. I heard that like <laughs> somewhere between 70,000 and 80,000 people actually watch the thing, which people have got to find something better to do with their time. Uh, my line at the end of the night, 15-minute running clock game was a, uh, an Easter egg on the scoring front. Uh, I think two rebounds, a block, and, uh, and one you know, would-be steal that could have changed the game at the very end that, that not only went off my fingertips and out of bounds, but, but left me with a sprained middle finger. So it was, uh, it was uh, Yeah, but at least you're burning some calories out there, my friend. No doubt. No doubt. Absolutely. And it was fun. I mean, it's, I enjoyed, you know, a lot of my colleagues and actually brought my family down there. My wife and two little boys came and watched and got to meet a bunch of people. So it was, I mean, it was a great time. I mean, listen, we're lucky to cover this stuff. And, uh, and it was fun. Chris Haynes of Yahoo Sports, shout out to Chris. He put the whole thing together, had it sponsored by T-Mobile. It was incredible. It's, media basketball games have been a thing in the finals for, you know, since the beginning of time, but it's never been on this level at all. Well, Sam, thank you as always, and good luck with that finger. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. See, you. <laughs> See you, Sam. Thanks, Sam. Sam Amick of The Athletic, your NBA daily assist. You didn't want to talk about it. Well, he had a block. That's that's pretty good. <laughs> had a couple of boards, a near steal, which only mildly injured him. How old is Sam now? Oh man, well I I don't know. He's got to be in his thirties, though, don't you think? Oh yeah, at least I'd say that. Maybe early forties. Only 40s. because he's such a mature guy. Uh, he's uh, I think he's actually your same age. Yeah. Is he? Yeah. So he's thirty-eight. He also he tweeted out that his his uh, I think eleven-year-old came up to him and asked him how to go, Dad, and he said I <laughs> scored zero points, and and uh, his kid said lameo. <laughs> <laughs> he's got those young boys probably just killing him on that. That's good. Uh, but Sam uh, Sam's always the best, and uh, what he brought up with kind of that trickle down to the Jazz. You asked him uh, you asked him that question. I think that's. What the Jazz are, are, have got to be trying to figure out is what's actually going to be available and what options are likely to be out there. Wouldn't that be something if everyone stayed where they are? Uh, after all this talk, after there's, all no, this, there's no way that KD's going to stay with Golden State, is he? I could see that happening because does he really want to go to the Knicks where he's going to be the only guy... Much like what LeBron has gone through with the uh, with the Lakers this past year, because nobody wants to do that. Because Katie's not at the point of his career where you're going to take a while to build around him. Does right. that make any sense? Right. Uh-huh. I think what a lot of people missed with the Lakers stuff is LeBron went there to win immediately, not to have Kyle Kuzma and Lonzo Ball develop around him. He's he's for lack of a better way to put it, he's too old for that. <laughs> Kevin Durant's not – it's not young KD with, with OKC where you can develop around each other into a formidable team. He's got to go somewhere where he can win. Yeah. And so – So why is he leaving Golden State? Well, that's kind of what Sam was saying. That's that's really interesting. If, if he doesn't want to go to Brooklyn and Kyrie doesn't want to go to New York – He's not going to go to New York where he's going to be a one-man show. He'd Why did he ever want to go to New York? Oh, to, to be a star in the Big Apple and to bring the Knicks back to glory. And he's got some relationship with, the, 20 years. with the Knicks front office that yeah. uh, used to be in Oklahoma City. So his agent is stationed in New York. I mean, there's a lot of reasons out there, but he's not going to... He's not going to sacrifice his career like LeBron did to go to Hollywood. I don't think that's what Durant's going to do. That's None why of which had anything to do with basketball, by the way. Right. 
But that's why the Clippers being out there, that's so interesting because he could still leave Golden State and maybe pair with Kawhi in L.A. Oh, that would be – can you imagine those two together? Oh, man, they'd be really good. I mean, especially if they would be able to hang on to Patrick Beverly and a couple of other those those glue guys that kind of keep it together. I mean, it would be awesome. That would be something to watch. But if he can't team up with another star, then why would he leave Golden right. State? Just sign another one-off deal or whatever mm-hmm. and wait and see what options are out there for you next year. So, And, and wouldn't that be interesting? Because then that would actually be bad for the Jazz because then there's another max slot in the Big Apple that somebody <laughs> else isn't using. And so... Plus, you got to continue to deal with uh, Kevin Durant on a regular basis. Right. In the Western Conference. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly right. I think, I think if, you're, if you're looking for the Jazz to land a free agent, root for chaos. You want people moving. You want, you want all that salary being spent. So you want this offseason to be as exciting as possible right. everywhere else. Yeah. You don't want Kemba Walker staying in Charlotte. You don't want uh, Kevin Durant staying in Golden State. But you do want the Sixers to hold on to Jimmy. You, yeah, you do want the Sixers because that way then they have to make a tough decision on Tobias Harris. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it just is. And, can, and, we just, can we just skip ahead to all that right now? I don't well, know. We the, still got some finals to take care of. I and guess. the draft might be awesome. What happens in the draft, the maneuvering in the draft might be might be something to watch. Is that going to be an indicator of what's coming next? Oh, yeah. Agency? Oh, yeah. Did you see that uh, Zion has been invited to the, uh, the Team USA camps? Has he? Thought Pro- I read that somewhere. Probably not a big surprise. Yeah. Yeah, I, it's it's. Let's get going with it, man. Let's just go. Stay tuned. It's the big show, ninety-seven five and twelve eighty. The zone.